Hello, and welcome to Deep Peace, our podcast about feeling good and being well. Um, Deep Peace is a show about self-care, self-preservation, and we believe that our own well-being can never be bought. Um, Instead, it's cultivated and nourished by the communities and practices that sustain us. So, Join us for weekly conversations, resources, tips, tricks, things that are helping us, things that we're enjoying, things that we're thinking about, and we hope to make this a space where you feel held in in community and you feel good about being here and you feel like you get something out of this, whether it's from, you know, what me and my mom are going to talk about or whether it's from... Um, our guests that we we hope to bring on in the future. Um, So we're really glad to have you here. Uh, Welcome to Deep Peace. Let's get after it. Hello, party people. It's Libby back for another episode. Um, I'm recording a lot this week just to create a lot of content for um, you guys to listen to so that you get to know me a little bit, um, and you get to know me, um, the lighter side of me that, that isn't always talking about social justice issues. Um, so yesterday I had a podcast where I kind of talked a little bit about some things that were helping me through quarantine and then that kind of, you know, I realized at the beginning of the episode, I said, this is a mini-sode because I thought it was going to be kind of short. And then I felt like that was a little bit of a bait and switch because it, not on purpose, turned into something much longer. Um, so it was definitely a long episode. So I wanted to come on here and just give you guys something else to listen to. Um, I wanted to talk about some other things. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I'm actually loving right now, um, just to kind of shift shift the energy a little bit and, and talk about some other things. Not because those other things aren't important, but because uh, it, there becomes a point at which talking about those, um, I think, becomes problematic because I'm not an expert in that space and, you know, the people that you should listen to are the black activists and organizers at the center of that work, as well as the, um, the people who've been doing anti-racism education for a very, very long time. So I'm educating myself offline. I'm, you know, learning what I can do, figuring out, uh, what organizations I'm going to get involved in and, um, who I'm going to try and, you know, uh, get involved with what what causes I'm gonna donate my time and resources to in the uh, racial justice space. Um, so so anyway, so today I actually wanted to come on here and give you an episode about the things that I'm liking right now in this moment this week. Um, it's the end of June. Um, you know, if this was normal times, not coronavirus times, my recommendations of things I'm liking might be a little bit wider. My world might be a little bit bigger. But right now, I think everyone's world is a little bit more insular. Everyone's world is a little bit more shrunken. Um, The things that are giving us joy in general are things that are within our own homes or directly within our own, you know, indoor hobby spaces and not necessarily the things um, that we would normally be doing in this time in the height of summer. Um, so so all of my things are going to be, you know, products and books and, and things that are in, you know, my apartment and things that I, that are making me happy right now, whether that's you know, content that I'm listening to or series or 
products. Um, and so that's kind of what you're going to get. So let's get into it. Um, so we started out the, the season one kind of on accident talking about, um, I, I talked a little bit about my thoughts on, um, the two kind of major, uh, companies within the planner community that are going through some changes right now. Um, I talked about my opinions on those, but you haven't actually heard like what I'm using and what I've been using for my, my writing and my planning, both creative planning and like actually getting stuff done planning. So I thought I'd just take some time to talk about it because I talked a lot about, oh, I'm not using this product and I don't like this and I don't like that. But I wanted to come on here and actually focus and spend some time talking about the things that I am loving and the things that I feel like are thriving in the planner community and that are um, really great products that I enjoy using and that I've been using for a long time. Um, Or at least products that I've completely stuck with throughout this whole year, this last six months and that. I don't anticipate um, changing from. So the first recommendation that I'll start with in terms of what I'm using as part of my planner system that I'm really loving is um, Stalogy Notebooks. Um, I found out about Stalogy Notebooks last year, uh, probably around this time when I think they're becoming a little bit more visible in the community. Um, they are, for those of you who are not familiar, um, they are a softbound, flexible, uh, notebook with a black cover and very minimal design. There's almost no design or anything on them except for a couple logos on the spine. And then, um, the paper is very thin and light and um, it's got a very minimal dot grid and at the top there is a very simple very tiny little calendric system that you can use with uh, the months all listed out as well as um, the numbers 1 through 31 all listed out so that if you wanted to use this as a daily planner you could do so by by using that but otherwise it's very minimal um, the only other things other than that and the dot grid is a, uh, a numerical like system on the side where you've got um, the number 0 through 24 so that you can use it as well as like a military time based um, uh, timetable if you wanted to create it. But it's so minimal that you almost can't see it unless you're trying to. So... Um, it also can just double as a plain old notebook. Um, I started using this in December of 2019. I had purchased a Stalogy notebook, um, in the summer of 2019, but I didn't start it because I wanted it to be something that I would actually, um, start at the beginning of the year and use throughout the whole year. Um, and I wanted to start it on my birthday, which is December 22nd, so that it would kind of be like a full year of my life or whatever. Um, so I kind of saved it for that reason. And then it actually kind of morphed into me using two Stalogy notebooks, both A5 for, um, not necessarily planning, but, well, I would say planning, I guess, more so for, um, also keeping lists and, um, keeping reference material. So I have, um, in all of their sizes of these notebooks that they create, they have the full year version, which has something like, you know, 370 pages. And then they have, um, the half year version, which has something more like, um, 190 pages so that you could, you know, technically use one page every day for a full year or for a half year and have like a clean break where you're not um, needing to start a new notebook or or switch things out. So I actually started using this half-year notebook as kind of a a bullet journal in terms of, but just a list of collections, a list of 
um, things I want to reference throughout the year and keep handy that I didn't want to keep in my actual planner. Um, so anything related to quotes or affirmations, YouTube channels I like, um, series I want to watch, books I want to read, um, you know, some plans of, of things I'd like to make happen this year. Um, even just random stuff like things I want to get done in Animal Crossings or like um, yarn I've used for projects or supplements I'm taking, gift ideas. Um, I'm just flipping through it right now as I'm like talking about what I've put in here. Um, I've also put um, content and like notes from blog posts. Um, that I've read that I wanted to keep close and like keep on hand, um, notes for kind of business or blogging strategy or just being productive in general. Um, I took notes from an article on the psychological impact of quarantine and how to reduce it, for example, like from The Lancet earlier this year. So just things I thought that I would like to come back to in a more analog format um, that weren't necessarily things I wanted to just like save in my bookmarks tab or whatever. Um, so that's how I've used this half half year A5 um, notebook and it's actually almost all completely filled out. I haven't quite decided um, if I'll buy another one right now um, or if I'll just go back into using my um, this other A5 Stalogy that I have, which I started out using as like a daily planner where I would create spreads with a timetable on one side for the day and then my to-do list on the other side for the day. Um, and that was actually really helpful when I was in the process of moving from Minneapolis to Los Angeles because there was so many little niggling things I had to do every day or think of or remember to, to take care of. And so when that was happening, it was really, really helpful. Um, I also made like weekly spreads just so I could kind of plot out how the week was going to go and what I would, how I could kind of get things done, um, throughout the week in advance. It didn't always go to plan, but it at least helped me kind of see like what, what my biggest things were and what was happening so that I could try and have a game plan in advance of how I would accomplish those things. Um, it was also really helpful when I was packing. Um, I moved everything from Minneapolis to Los Angeles. I shouldn't say everything. I moved a small amount or, of my most essential belongings to Los Angeles. Um, and I did that partly because, you know, this is a big move. Um, we didn't really quite know what the future would hold. Um, I wanted to kind of start with just my essentials and then figure out um, the plan was back in January to go back home to my mom's where some more of my items are packed up and in storage and get them get them all out by either going oh yep it's very clear that I don't need that anymore and I can just donate it um, or okay I need to spend some time and pack these things up and, and move them, um, to Los Angeles. Um, so of course that didn't happen because coronavirus happened. There's the lockdowns, travel restrictions. I'm immune compromised, so I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. And I'm certainly not going to be doing that even if I wasn't immune compromised, just because my mom is, you know, she's older than me. She's in her fifties. I would don't want anything to happen. So I probably won't be doing any of that until there is a vaccine or some sort of, you know, treatment that is, I know, going to keep both like me and my mom safe. So that's kind of on pause, but um, this was really helpful when I was moving my essential items to Los Angeles. I used this service called Bus Freighter. Um, and basically you pack everything up yourself. You keep an inventory of everything that's in your boxes. You measure your boxes, you weigh them, you number them, you do everything yourself, and then you bring it to a, um, a Greyhound uh, station actually, and they have their own shipping 
and freight department there. And so it's a very cost-effective way to move your belongings if you're not if you don't have furniture um I would really recommend it to like young people who are maybe moving for the first time or moving to college or um you know not going to be moving furniture so I it wouldn't work for people who are I think a little bit more established um but I used it for this purpose and was really helpful um, so that's what I was using this, this A5 for, was planning um, and daily planning. I stopped using it for that purpose a while ago just because once um, quarantine happened and once coronavirus happened and we're at home, I didn't need this much space to keep track of work tasks and home tasks because my sphere of influence or my sphere of my life um, shrunk so much that I didn't need all of that space for each day. Um, I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I'm, I'm probably not being as productive as I could be. Um, but, you know, in general, I just wasn't really using it for that. Per- didn't need an A5 sheet of paper for that. Um, so now the A5 notebook has become... Um, just kind of my general purpose notebook for everything, like kind of a catch-all place for notes, ideas, excuse me. I'm keeping notes in here for um, pot, the podcast, things I'd like to talk about, um, things I just think about in terms of ideas or concepts. Um, and... Yeah, that's been what it is so far, just a catch-all. And um, the thing I'm really liking about this system is this this full-year uh, A5 and my half-year are still very slim, and they all fit together in my cloth and paper A5 no-rings-agenda cover. Um, and it can all kind of be kept together as one system, that's still flexible, but it's it's all kept really neat and tidy. Um, I don't use any stickers. Um, I don't use any washi tape or anything um, in in this. Um, I'm purely just pen and ink. Um, it's not. I'm not really a decorative planner um, as much. So this is um, it. It fits in the cloth and paper agenda because I don't do any tip-ins or any um, really creative um, planning in here. I think if I was adding lots of stickers and tip-ins and vellums and, and things, it, it would not fit in the cloth and paper agenda. But if you're someone who's really just using it more as a notebook with pen and, pen and paper, um, it will fit because it, the size of your notebook won't expand to fit, you know, all this decorative um, planning that you've added into there. So I'm really loving that. I've loved that ever since I got it um, back at the end of the 2019. And um, I really recommend that system. I haven't seen um, a lot of people doing that in their in, in the cloth and paper using two A5 Stalogy notebooks, um, one uh, the full year and one the half year, but um, that's what I'm doing in that. So I really love that. And then um, my main calendar is my A5 um, Kiki K. It's a six ring binder similar to uh, a Filofax um, for those of you who aren't like familiar with the brand or aren't familiar with the planning community. Um, and this is where I just really try and focus on keeping my calendar as well as any like essential notes for work or things I want to reference related to um, the apartment or our move or like what I need to do for the blog um, and as well as like dates of when uh, bills come out and are due. Um, so I really try to keep this be um, purely like my calendar. 
and not a whole lot of notes to chunk it up or to add because um, I take a lot of notes throughout the year. I like keeping my notes in a paper in on paper um, for the most part versus like um, my phone or, or or computer app or something on my tablet. Um, so I like to keep my notes very much separate from my actual planner, my actual calendar where I can see how the month is going to go or see how the week is going to go. Um, with moving, with looking for, you know, not having like a full-time job right now and being freelance um, and being at home all the time, I definitely think how I've used my planner has changed. Um, I have definitely used it a lot less because there's a lot less structure to my days right now, which I'm kind of working on shifting because that's obviously, you know, not working and I don't think very helpful. Um, I think having structure right now is really key. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. And in fact, actually, as soon as I get done recording this podcast about the things that I'm loving and using, um, digging back into this and figuring out how I'm going to be using this to really just add some more structure to my day by, by having my planner act as my taskmaster and my accountability partner. Um, yeah, I really love this planner. I've been using it all year. Um, I just noticed it has a little like ink stain on the back. Sad. Um, but it's held up really well. I have a lot of these, um, A5 binders. I've heard that Kiki K is currently in involuntary administration, which I guess it's like the Australian word for bankruptcy and meaning like they are realizing they can't necessarily, they're like looking for a buyer for their company, I think is what that means. Um, and so it seems like they're having a lot of sales. Um, things are kind of constantly some sort of promotion, much more than it used to be. So, um, but you know, if I, I hope they, can stay around because I find that their products are a really good like value and design um, for the price compared to other six string binders that are leather. Um, but if something happens, you know, I'll live, uh, like I've said on my first podcast, I have enough stationery to last me my entire life. So, um, so there's that. Um, the other thing I've been using all year that I've been, um, keeping up with and have not abandoned is, um, my journal, which I mentioned earlier. Um, I actually, this year for my journal, decided that I would use a Kiki K day on one page diary, um, so that I would just have a page for each day where I could write, um, as a way to kind of keep me writing every day and have a, have a solid record. Um, honestly, I feel like this was a really good choice on accident, like unknowingly for 2020, because it's been such a insane year. And I know that right now we are living through a year that none of us will forget a year that I do, I hope will change Things. I hope this is what changes us to be a culture and a society that, um, specifically in the United States, that focuses more on how we care for people, um, especially those who are, you know, not at the top of the social ladder. I think, like, you judge a society and how healthy it is based on how they treat the people in that society who are the most vulnerable or who need the most assistance and help or who are historically have been the most oppressed or, you know, and, um, and right now America's doing pretty shitty at that. Um, we've been doing pretty shitty at that, especially with the last four years with Trump, um, this year with this virus. And then in the wake of the, um, 
you know, unrest um, as a result of the murder of George Floyd, we're seeing um, all of these issues that we haven't dealt with are screaming at us in our face. And I really hope that the pain and the suffering that we're seeing is what makes, that what wakes a lot of people up and is what causes us to really realize we have to go from this place of me, 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 I, 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 to we, um, and to the collective, and to how do we take care of everyone, and how do we make sure that everyone is heard, and valued, and supported, and cared for, and has health insurance, and um, doesn't have a target on their back, Um, and I hope that these tragedies are what is waking people up to to, to make that happen, um, in, in 2021. Um, so anyways, so this diary, this, this format of having a day on each page has actually been really helpful or very, um, very conducive to this time because I don't really think that much about what I write in here. Um, I just come in and talk about what is happening this day. Um, when there's major news events or major occurrences or major things, tragedies, announcements, you know, I'll write that down just because I want to memorialize that. So I'll write down when I think, when I find, when good things happen, like I wrote down, I was writing one day about, you know, how, oh, you know, Moderna is saying that they're, they're in the final stage of clinical trials and they hope to maybe have a vaccine by this date. Um, you know, um, so I'll write that down just because, you know, I don't know if that's the truth. Um, but it feels important to, to just write down, to have some record and same with, um, what's happening in Minneapolis and, um, what has just transpired over the year, over this year. And I'll also write a lot of times just about how I'm feeling about things or, you know, today was a really hard day and here's why, or today was pretty good. And I'm feeling like I'm getting a little bit more in control of, um, being able to feel good, even despite, you know, what's going on and what's happening. So, um, this format has actually been pretty helpful. It's also a very low, um, for me, a low stress way to keep a record because you're not staring at this empty page or this empty notebook going, Oh, okay. Now I have to journal. Like, you know, you can just go, okay, here's this one page. I can write this one little page about just what's happening. And I don't really read what I write in here at all. I don't like go back and decorate it or, you know, think too much about it. I just set it down on that day. Um, you know, today, this is what happened today. Sometimes I'll also put, like, um, things in here about um, transits or, like, the new moon or the full moon, um, solstice, things that are also just, like, um, occurring there. I'm just, like, kind of into astrology. I think it's, uh, it's just another tool that we have at our disposal to think about and interpret the world around us. That's really how I view it. Um, and so... I find it helpful to, as like a reflective tool to think about the energies that are going on around me and um, how I can like just be aware of those so that you can work with that energy or just be aware of like the, the stuff that might be coming up. So I've used that. Um, I also started recently using something new in my system, which is just like a half letter disc bound notebook with some tabbed dividers and this is kind of where I'm putting my daily to-do lists right now as well as kind of as my checklist for to-dos and and project notes uh, that's working okay I don't have any inserts in here it's literally just notebook paper right now um, I would like to be able to get a little bit more creative with printing out inserts and putting things in here but um I'm really watching my coins right now, so I'm not buying um, 
any, any planner stuff. Um, plus the thing that was a big bummer for me about moving and packing up my essentials is there's a lot of things, um, at, in, in my mom's basement right now that are kind of like, oh, my, my punch for my half letter disc bound or my punch for my A5, um, Kiki K, um, my paper trimmer and cause they weren't like really essential. And I thought I'd be back in like March to get those things. Um, and so, you know, I can't really print out inserts or whatever, um, and punch them if I, unless I buy a new thing and I'm, I just refuse to do that cause then I'll have two. So I'm just really kind of taking it back to basics, like simple, just paper, um, just lists and, um, just using what I have and um, that has been helpful to me in realizing like how um, how little I actually need certain things um, or need you know specific inserts if I just have paper and I can make a list or I can make my own spread um, that's really what I need so anyway, so I've been liking that. I just wanted to come on here and talk a little bit about the, the products that I am using for my writing and my planning um, because I spent a lot of time about the things I'm not using and I wanted to take that conversation in like a more positive space. Um, another thing I'm using for my writing that isn't related to organization or productivity or planning is actually like I'm doing... I'm currently working on a writing project right now. I'm just trying to write my first um, write my first book and just have that be done. I don't know how it's gonna go or if it's gonna be any good or you know, I don't have any aims for it other than I just want to finish that project um, because it's now the second time I've started a writing project and I know I'm never gonna be able to know if I can write a book unless I just take some project and finish it all the way through. So I'm actually writing that, um, by hand in, in a book, um, in a journal, um, because it helps make that process feel more organic, at least in, in, in creating the first draft. Um, I feel like I write differently when I am writing by hand in terms of I'm being um, much more in the moment of creating the story and um, it also stops you from um, going back and deleting things you know because when I will write or create something on the computer it's quite easy to in a rush delete a whole paragraph or completely start over or um, keep going back and deleting that sentence or deleting a big chunk of text and I actually think when I, you know I'm trying to do this new process where it's like if you have a pen and a notebook um, it kind of forces you to stick with it in a different way and to just put it down and even if you see that you're like okay I see so many errors there or that's not really what I want or that's not where I want to go you're forced to just set it there and just keep moving and come back to it once you um, decide to do the second draft in which you'll um, take that and, and, and compose it in a Word document on the computer. So then you can go in and start marking it up and editing it. So I'm using a, just like a leather bound um, lined journal that I got at Barnes and Noble that has like 450 pages in it for that and um I'm not as far along on it as I would like to be because um you know I'm not blaming coronavirus or you know the shakeup that we've had in the world and not doing things but it's it's definitely a factor in you know uh how we're spending our time you know it took a lot of time at the beginning of this pandemic to figure out what we are dealing with, how we go about what we need to do, how we need to buy groceries. You know, we we were all spending all of this mental 
energy and this spiritual energy and also all of this time on just figuring out how do we survive this pandemic? I mean, truly. And so um, if your goals and your projects and your things that you started that you wanted to work on at the beginning of the year not getting done, um, just be really patient with yourself because this is a historically shitty and difficult time just straight up and I think the focus for me this year at the start of 2020 I was like okay this is going to be an amazing year it's going to be tough to move it's going to be a complete fresh start but you know what I've got this I'm so excited I'm going to go out there I'm going to be in LA I'm going to be meeting people and then all of that you know went out the window and um my focus this year has become not on thriving, but on just surviving, battening down the hatches and waiting it out um, until we, you know, figure out how we kind of move forward. Because right now we're kind of in this weird holding pattern where we're not quite in quarantine anymore, but we're not, we're definitely not in normalcy either. And people, um, don't know really what to do. It's um, there's no there's a complete leadership vacuum at the top from you know the federal government. So the states are just kind of trying to muddle this together. And basically, how much information you have, how much testing you have, how much support you have as an individual is really coming down to who is your governor and who is your mayor, which is crazy. Um, so this, so, you know, just, just be, um, just be patient with yourself. Um, I know that a lot of people have said that and feel that, but I just feel the need to say that as well. Um, another thing that I'm really liking using, um, related to planner community, planners, um, writing, writing tools is, um, I, my favorite pens are Stadler Tri Plus Fine Liners, and I've always loved these pens, um, which is unfortunate for me because I press really hard, and so um, inevitably, every time I get a new pack of Stadlers with all their beautiful colors, I start using the black pen to write with, and in a couple weeks, it's just like down to a nubbin and I have to buy a new black pen, and so I have to be really careful with, like, all my colors and making sure that I don't ruin them. Um, I have no idea why I press that hard when I write. It has to be something to do with, I don't know, who knows? Maybe there's some, like, unprocessed something going on where I'm just, like, L-I-B-B-Y, like, you know, pressing really hard, but trying to work on that, but I love these pens. They come in different sets. I like the sets that come in like these little plastic cases that you have kind of this little you know organized little set of pens that you can take around with you um I was really stoked when I found the pack of 40 at Target that comes in this little like plastic set but then I also have you know the set of 10 just like basic colors um they also have like a rollerball version which is more similar to like a gel pen not a fine liner. I've been liking those. And then there's like a, a ballpoint, um, pack that I've been using. And then when I read, when I've been reading some of these books that I've bought recently and I'm studying them, I will use the triplus color, um, like marker version of that, of the Stadler pen that also come in a pack. And I use those as highlighters, especially if they're more of like a pastel color so I really like those um so yeah so I just wanted to come in and talk about a little bit some of the things that I'm liking in terms of of the writing and planning uh community tools that I'm that I'm using in my work and in my personal life um so there's that um and those are things I've been using for a while that I've been pretty passionate about um, and that I, you know, I think that their companies seem to be, seem to get it, or at least seem to just not have such, like, egregious 
issues. Um, but I am looking forward to, um, you know, spending money in the future. Um, once, once I have a little bit more coins, um, at, um, Notique for sure. Um, those products, um, are definitely kind of like my aesthetic and same with cloth and paper. Um, but at the same point, like I said, I have, I have a lot of products, but, um, I am being very mindful of like, um, when and if there's something or an opportunity where, um, I, it seems okay to me to be like, okay, it would be okay if you bought that. Um, those are definitely the, the companies and the brands that I am going to prioritize checking out and spending money, um, at. So, so there's that. Um, and then in terms of what I'm reading right now, um, reading has always been like a big part of my life. Um, I have not read as much this year as I did last year. Um, last year I averaged like a book a week or so. Um, and this year it's not the same. Um, partly I think because of the nature of the books that I've been reading, um, I love cozy mysteries, but for a long time, especially for the last, like, year, um, most cozy mysteries have really bothered me because they seem very not diverse, not reflective of, like, the world that I live in, um, as well as, like, some of them are just outright copaganda. Um, that's just my opinion. Okay. You know, I know there's people in the cozy mystery community who would be like, oh my gosh, no way. How could you say that? I don't want, you know, my politics and my cozy mystery. And that's fine. I get that. But, um, for me, I don't see the cops as good guys in my life or in, I just have never seen them that way. Um, same goes for like sheriffs or, you know, even FBI. Like I don't see them. I don't see sheriffs and cops as the good guys in the story of how my life and my community has played out. So, um, the cozy mysteries that I really used to like to read, if they've got this whole narrative or this trope that's very f common in cozy mysteries, which is you know, the cop is the love interest or the cop is the good guy who's going to bring the, the, the city, the small cute town to justice. It just doesn't, it's so far removed from my understanding of like the world that it just doesn't, it doesn't hit right for me. So I've taken a break from reading those, which has impacted the amount of books I'm, I'm reading because in general, cozy mysteries, they're a little bit shorter um, they're breezier reads. They're quicker to read. I can finish a cozy mystery if I am reading on a Saturday or a Sunday or a weekend um, in one sitting if I wanted. And um, so I haven't been reading those. So that's made my number of books that I've read in a year go way down, which is fine. Like it's not about the number of books you read. It's about what you're getting out of it. Um, what I have read and been reading since about... February is this book called These Trues. It's um, These Trues, A History of the United States. It's by Jill Lepore. It is, um, I think it's essential reading for everyone who cares about what's going to happen in the country in the future and what they want to see happen. And also anyone who cares about deepening their understanding of history um, of American history, of white colonial history and how problematic it was. Um, collectively as a country, we all like reckon with that, you know, we're going to continue to kind of have these two warring, you know, factions that like never kind of come together because we have to kind of see the totality and the entirety of our history, both, oh, you know, the times that we did some good stuff, and then the majority of all the times that we were basically really shitty to people. Um, it's really good. It's really interesting. Um, I think it's, other than Howard Zinn's book, 
it's the best history book I've ever read that really gets to the root and the history and the the stories that a lot of Americans haven't heard, the kind of stuff that we've been starting to just even slowly start learning about in the past three weeks that have come up. So if you're wondering more about the history of the United States and you don't want to be like going to ask your different friends and asking them to to tell you things and you don't want to be putting any emotional labor and harming people, which I hope you don't, and you want to really deepen your understanding or have a a perspective that maybe was not taught to us uh, in school because everything's whitewashed and we don't want to talk about the ways in which we colonized and enslaved people, um, this is what you need to read. And honestly, for me, this year, July 4th is canceled. Um, (laughs) Not because, like, it just is for me. It's like, whatever. I mean, I can't, we can't do anything um, anyway. So um, I'm going to be celebrating by finishing this book so that I can move on and read some other things. Um, It's taken me a long time to get through um, because you have to really be thinking and engaging with the text as you're reading it, and you have to be... um, It's dense, it's heavy, it's uncomfortable to... um, I shouldn't say uncomfortable. Um, For me, it doesn't bring up feelings of being uncomfortable. It's confronting. It's very confronting, and it's... It's not really a, a big upper to sit down and be like, okay, let me read about how we were super shitty to basically anyone who wasn't a white dude or a rich white dude even, you know, basically how like, so really good. I recommend it. Um, I got it from the library and I still have it from the library because the libraries in Los Angeles are, can- are, are canceled. They're closed, they're shut down, they've been shut down since um, early March, they're still not open, and so, you know, everyone who had books checked out was like, hey, we know you have books, it's fine, keep them, we're not going to give you fines, you can't return them anyway, no one's working at the library, Um, so that's actually in some ways kind of lucky for me, because I would not have finished this book in two weeks, so if you want to read this book, um... I suggest, you know, either committing to read the whole thing in two weeks and, like, that is your study, that is your project, if you're going to get it from the library, or just buy the book. And honestly, I think it's a worthwhile investment to have in your home and on your shelf um, so that you can kind of come back to when things are happening in the world and people are like, well, what about this? You can be like, yo, dude, that's not really how it was, okay? Yes, that, but also this, my dude. Um, so that's really good. Um, I also got a book recently that I haven't started. It's another nonfiction book. It's called The Business of Being a Writer. Um, I came across it from the, uh, this woman, this author's blog. Um, her name is Jane Friedman. She's the writer and I'm looking forward to reading this. It's about, Um, how writers can actually make money being a writer. And I definitely need to read this for sure um, because I need to get some more coins if I want to buy some cloth and paper things and some notique things. And I just got to, I got to get my business together, you guys. Um, So I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, Obviously, I don't like just write for money. I would write if I never made any money. But obviously, if you spend a lot of time and energy and, you know, this is what you would like to do, you'd like to figure out how to make it work. Um, so so that's what I'm doing. Um, or that's on my list. Um, I also bought three books from Catrice M. Jackson. She is a... She's a force, I guess, is like really how I would describe her um, from just the short time that I've had these books in my hand. Um, She is a writer. She is a speaker. She is an author. She is a racial justice uh, activist. 
she is a educator, um, she used to work, um, she is a certified domestic abuse and sexual assault advocate, trainer and speaker, a licensed nurse, she has a bachelor's in criminal justice administration, she has a master's in human services and counseling, and she has a PhD in organizational psychology, and so she is incredibly intelligent, obviously, um, and it's not just about the credentials, of course, I'm just telling you that so that you know what she's about, um, but she has three books that I got um, once, um, you know, I realized that I really needed to do a lot of deeper reading and edu- self-education, um, like we're all finding out, and she, I really recommend them to you guys, um, I recommend you to check out her work and her website, um, these books, I just started reading them this week, um, and there's exercises in them as well. I haven't done the exercises yet because I my plan is to just read the book in its entirety and absorb the information all at once and then go back in chapter by chapter and actually do the self-reflection exercises and think um think deeply and like spend a lot of time in in the text, but um the three books that I got and I they're the three books that I I believe she had available on Amazon um, are called um, one of them that I got the first one that I started reading is called Antagonists, Advocates and Allies uh, the wake up call guide for white women who want to become allies with black women and this is really good Um, it's very very informative very um, very like, I'm trying to look for the word, um, really, really helpful, really, really insightful, um, and it's gonna, it's gonna help you a lot, um, wherever you are on your journey, I think this book is really, really helpful, um, and basically this book is about layers of, you know, allyship, and saying that you really want to be an ally, but a lot of white women think they are, but they're actually really just an advocate. And a lot of white women think they're an ally, but they're actually an, an antagonist. And this book is really going to help you figure out where you are on your journey and what you might need to do to take it further. Um, so I really recommend this book. Her voice is great. It's really helpful. Um, you're going to learn a lot about intersectionality as well, um, feminism in general, but how feminism, if it's really going to be feminism and about empowering all women, it needs to be intersectional and it needs to be actively anti-racist. So this is a really good book that I recommend. Um, I also got this book, her other book called The Becky Code, Don't Waste Your Magic, how to deal with white women violence while amplifying your joy. This is obviously a book that is written um, f- to help black women specifically. So I'm not reading it for that reason because I, I know my lane. Um, I'm reading this because I want to make sure that I'm not a Becky in any way, shape, or form. Um, I haven't started this one yet, um, but I'm going to read that. Um, I think wherever you are on your journey, like the Becky code is probably like the place to start if you're kind of like new to learning about anti-racism work and you're kind of like making sure you're like checking yourself. But if you really want to take it further, that is not going to be enough because antagonist advocates and allies is going to teach you how to use your privilege for good. So that's going to help you actually like take it further and like where you need to take it and where you need to go. And also in Antagonist Advocates and Allies, she has quotes from other, excuse me, other leaders, other black activists, other black women in this space who are also anti-racist educators or their work is like grounded in this. And 
it's going to help you go, okay, now that I've read this book from Catrice M. Jackson, like who are the other, where, where can I keep going? Where can I keep learning more? So if you get the Becky code, I think make sure that you also get antagonists, advocates, and allies because being a Becky is, or not being a Becky is obviously the first start, but you need to take it further and you need to actually be an ally and you need to figure out where you are if you're an antagonist, an advocate, an ally. It's been helpful for me. Um, so, so there's that. And then her other book that I got is called White Spaces, Missing Faces, Why Women of Color Don't Trust White Women. And I got this book because um, uh, I wanted to make sure that in, in any space that I go or any space that I'm part of or any space or any community or any, anywhere that I'm making sure that I'm not being problematic and that I'm creating a space that's like truly intersectional and truly like where everyone feels like they're they're welcome because the fact of the matter is there's a lot of spaces out here a lot of communities that are that are primarily you know run or led by white women and they're not as welcoming as they need to be and they're not you know actually getting off of the sidelines and into the work of making it truly open for everyone. So I got this book to make sure that I'm not doing that. Um, and that I'm actually doing things to make it intentionally, you know, uh, uh, a safe and, and, and welcoming and a space of, of allyship and not the space of, oh, I'm an advocate, but really I'm not. So I don't know. I'm just speaking very freely with you guys like I would with my friends about this stuff. Um, and so I recommend those three books. Um, like I said, the, the only one I've um, started and I'm almost done with right now is Antagonist Advocates and Allies. Um, but I'm almost through and then I'll start with the other ones and then obviously I'll keep keep reading. Um, I think the thing is to not just be like, oh, I'm just going to read until I know everything and then I'll act. Like just keep, keep doing things, reading. You're never going to read all the books. Um, also like just reading and watching movies is not the way to only educate yourself. Like, you know, you can't learn about anyways, like I won't go too much into it, but those, those books are really good. Um, I'm not really reading anything like for fun or pleasure right now um, that or I shouldn't say like those are fun. Fun isn't the right word. I am looking forward to finishing all of those books equally for different reasons. They're not a beach read by any mean, but that's not why I read books. Um, but um, anyways, so what else? What do I want to end with this with? Because now it's like an hour in and I've just kind of talked about about things and I got to get, get up and get going and get some other stuff done. Um, I can also just talk about some podcasts that I've been listening to. I guess this, this episode is some things that I've been reading and listening to and liking, um, that I can recommend as well as some products. So one thing that I've been reading is I've been getting more into, uh, podcasts. You don't read podcasts, but you know what I meant. Um, I've been getting more into listening to podcasts and, um, some of the ones that I've been listening to over the last couple of weeks more have been, um, do, 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 do. I really like ghost of a podcast, um, that is astrology, but she also talks about like what's going on in the world and how to work with this energy and like how this kind of stuff is related. Um, uh, I believe that one is done by Jessica Lignato and it's really, really good. Um, she's got a straight up talk um, and a straight up vibe and I like that. With um so I had to kind of start over because uh, Anchor kind of automatically cuts you off once you talk for 60 seconds straight. Um, so 
sorry for the the interruption, but um, uh, yeah, Ghost of a Podcast, I recommend that one, especially if you are into astrology um, like I am. Um, Another astrology podcast that I really like is called What's Your Sign? Uh, those, those women are really funny. Um, again, kind of straight talk about astrology. They are, uh, they're from LA. So there's a very, it's a very LA vibe that you get from listening to that podcast. Um, uh, it's just good. It's just fun. Um, they talk about real stuff, but they also talk about, um, you know, like kind of the metaphysics of astrology. So I like that. Um, another podcast that I highly, highly recommend is called, um, all my relations. You guys should check that out. Um, especially as we are deepening our understanding of how to be anti-racist. Um, a lot of that conversation is also about how to be anti, um, how to kind of decolonize your mind. And this podcast is really going to help you kind of get an understanding around, around that. Um, I like it. It's, it's really interesting to me. It's, um, helpful. It's illuminating. Um, it's refreshing uh, the two women who host it are extremely intelligent and funny. Um, and you're going to learn a lot about, you know, native and indigenous cultures and, and what that actually really means, um, from, from listening to them. And I think it's really, really good. And like I said, you're going to learn a lot and, um, uh, they're really intelligent. They know their stuff. Obviously they know their stuff. Like that's a given, but that, that's just a turn of phrase that I use sometimes when I say that, um, that they are awesome. I don't know. I don't have a lot other things other than that to, to say. Um, I would definitely check that podcast out. Um, I love Queens podcast, fancy plans and things. Um, I really enjoy listening to that one. It's, she's funny, she's smart, she, um, she's just fun to listen to. Um, I love what she talks about. Um, you feel like you're just hanging out with her when she does a podcast. Um, so, so check, check her out. Um, that's definitely a podcast that's more part of, I would say like kind of the planner community of internet culture. Um, you know, versus, you know, more so like what's your sign is astrology. So different, different kind of interests or hobbies, um, on all of these podcasts, I might dictate which ones you check out. Um, Nina Turner just started her podcast called Hello Somebody and, uh, listened to the first episode so far and that is really, really good. I love Nina Turner. I love everything she has to say. I, her voice is so powerful. She is moving in her, in her delivery. Um, and yet at the same point, like she's, has this way of talking about these issues that are very, deep and raw and real and troublesome and she has a way of talking about it that um I think you're really going to enjoy and it it feel and I don't know just check it out I'm excited to get some more podcasts um I'm excited to to you know for her to um release more I think she just launched it um she went, launched it on Friday on Juneteenth and it's really good so far. She has a Patreon. Um, I'm definitely going to support her with that and join her Patreon. I've never joined another Patreon yet. Um, and I think that's going to be my first. Um, 
she's going to put additional episodes of her podcast and additional conversations um, on her Patreon that you're not going to get if you just subscribe to the podcast. But check that out. Super, super good. And I just kind of fell in love with Nina Turner when I first heard about her through her work on the Bernie Sanders campaign. I, I'm straight up honest. I didn't know who Nina Turner was before then. And that was definitely my loss. Um, so check, check out Hello Somebody. It's really good. And I'm looking forward to more conversations. Um, what else have I been listening to recently? Um, that's kind of it. Those have been the podcasts that I've been listening to this week. I always listen to um, Oprah Super Soul. That's like always one of my go-tos for sure. Um, but yeah, those are some... So those are the podcasts that I have been listening to this week that I recommend that have been making me happy. Um, those are some of the things that have been making me happy. Those are some of the books that I'm reading that are making me feel happy. Um, those are some of the small things that are just making me feel, uh, well and making me feel good. Um, so I just wanted to come on here and, and share that, share those, share that, side of me, that sentiment with me, because as you know, I've been talking about some other stuff, and I just wanted to kind of shift the energy a little bit, shift the mood, um, again, not because the issues that we've been talking about aren't important, but because it just felt like, um, you know, the direction I wanted to take the conversation today, so, so that's it, so I hope you guys are doing well, I hope you're feeling good, I hope you are taking care of yourselves and um, I'm looking forward to sharing with you more. Okay, talk to you later.